Welcome to the Mini Lombardi Podcast, Week 6 Edition. TJ, how are you doing today? Bye! That's how I feel after the bye weeks. We got more bye weeks coming, I got bad news for you. They're just gonna keep on coming. But wow, first week of bye weeks was uh, pretty rough on a lot of fronts. <laughs> Let's start where we left off last week with quarterback issues. Because we were talking about Waddle Baby Waddle and that they didn't have a quarterback. We've learned that Matt really doesn't value the quarterback. And you said you were going to go put a bid on uh, on Geno Smith and see if you could beat him. And you did by one dollar. Wednesday at 10.30, I get a text from you saying, OMG, I hadn't had time to pop in quite yet. And uh, so the first thing I did was rush right into the app. I knew one of us got Geno Smith. And boy, was I shocked to find out that I had beaten him by $1. Yeah, I really thought that I didn't value the quarterback position. But, I mean, with all the fab that he had, I I personally would have dropped 20% on Gino like the way he the way he had been playing we'll get into how he played this week in a minute I guess let's just leave it here that he ended up picking the guy I dropped Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence scored about 32 points and Gino Smith only scored about 21 so I think in the end he got the last laugh but uh he lost you won so in the end I got the last laugh we're all friends I think we're all just laughing here (laughs) He pick, yeah, he picks up Trevor Lawrence, who you dropped. And then we get to Saturday when the big news comes out that Jonathan Taylor is going to be out. And I was playing Jonathan Taylor this week. So I pulled up the app and I'm scrolling through uh, Bushzilla's team. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, he ain't got nobody to replace him. He's going to have to make a roster move. And uh, I was kind of sitting there waiting, like, waiting for an update because, like, I had my phone in my hand. I figured everybody else had their phone in their hand, too. I kind of texted you. I was like, I'm waiting for them to make a move here. And you were like, yeah, you're going to have to wait until tomorrow because everybody's still on waivers. Or you, or you asked me if I put a bid in or something like that. And I'm like, oh, face palm moment. So we get to Sunday morning. I wake up. I looked at the waivers, and uh, I was assuming Bush was going to pick up uh, Deion Jackson, and uh, he didn't. In fact, he didn't claim anybody. Um, I believe you picked up Deion Jackson for a couple of bucks. I did. My running back woes started on Friday when James Conner was announced to be out. So I quick made a trade to try to get his backup, you know, Benjamin, so at least I had somebody to play. Luckily, being a one-week fill-in for a backup, um, I was able to get him relatively cheap, and I wasn't really feeling great, so I did put in a, a dollar bid on Deion Jackson just to, you know, keep everybody honest. Don't want anybody getting him for free here. And so I ended up throwing him in last ne- last minute because he had a better matchup than, you know, Benjamin did. However, I ended up starting, you know, Benjamin as well. Not really wanting to start Pollard versus Philly. And Herbert has been reduced to not a lot, and I had Pierce out on by. So I was a little bit thin with that last-minute injury. And man, that was the best dollar I have spent all year, I think, getting 28 points out of Deion Jackson. Yeah, I actually uh, picked him up in a guillotine league right away because I had running back woes in guillotine league, and I started him as well. And uh, needless to say, I did not get chopped. 
I picked him up in my family league where I have Jonathan Taylor and didn't get him into my starting lineup in time. So he rode the bench and that 28 points would have been the difference between me beating my cousin and the reality of me losing to my cousin. So congrats, Krista. All right. Well, then, well, let's just finish up with Bush here. Uh, Bush ended up picking up uh, Zach Moss, who ended up not playing either. So that was a complete wash. And he still ended up with a zero in his lineup. So if uh, if only, but that you know, last week we talked about the wait, the daily waiver period, and how you know there are some benefits to it, and how there were some uh, disadvantages to it. But that was one of the things he had a full like because that happened that came down. I was eating lunch, so he had like a full twelve hours. Let's get into the matchups quick here. We started with Pity City versus the Doctor. I chose the doctor to win. Poor decision on my part. The doctor put up the lowest score of the week this week, and this was the biggest blowout of all the contests. We kind of talked about James Conner's last-minute out designation, requiring me to make a trade and then pick up Deion Jackson, end up starting both of them. And, I mean, Deion Jackson had a, had a big week. He was one of my, over, my, uh, my big week players. Him and Pittman were my two... Big performances on the week. Um, the doctor had Ken Walker going above expectations. Everybody else on on my team, they didn't do poorly. They didn't. Nobody really underachieved too much, and that's what really kind of helped propel me to the win. Uh, whereas the doctor had Lockett underperforming, Sutton, Tyler Higby, Michael Gallup, and the 49ers defense all below five points, below expectations. So. Yeah, that is very detriment- detrimental for your team. I do believe, no, he did not take the least efficient manager. Um, but nonetheless, it was not a great week for the doctor. No, it was definitely a hard loss there. And actually, he did not, the reason why he did not take home least efficient manager is because he had a bunch of zeros on his bench. So bye weeks definitely hit him hard. Yeah, the bye weeks came into play. He did have Devontae Adams on a bye. Firemuth Firemuth with a con- with a concussion and um Elijah Moore got goosed by the Packers, so Yeah, and nobody on his bench really Justin Fields um had a good week, but other than that, um not a lot of points left on the bench. Um I guess while we're here and taking a look at Michael Pittman's performance of 13 receptions on 16 passes for 134 yards. Put up 26.4 points. I did take a look. I assumed you were going to be uh, curious about this. So Debo on the year has scored 91 points. Pittman now has scored 86. And Pittman sat out week two. So they're ranked at about 10 on the season and 14 on the season. So keeping it pretty close through week six. And... uh, I'm still happy with the trade. I mean, if you average out the points per week, had Pittman played in week two, he'd probably be above Debo at this point. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Still feeling good about that trade. Well, I'm, I mean, you're four and two, and uh, Bush is two and four, so you should be feeling good about it. Anything else you want to say about this matchup? That's about all I got. All right. Moving along, is it snowing in Vermont versus... The Achilles heel. And the Achilles heel really kind of hurt him out this week. James Robinson was below expectations. And Cam Akers was also a last minute out. 
Yeah, that's a weird situation you got going on there in L.A. with Cam Akers. I guess they're they're done with him, and uh, they're looking for a trade partner. Uh, maybe he'll get shipped off to Carolina. Latest I saw was McVay said he hasn't ruled out a possible return, but he would rather trade him than reincorporate him into the offense. So that's uh, a... <laughs> That's not a... So, do you think this is injury-related, or do you think, with the Achilles and him just not being able to perform, or do you think this is, he's in McVay's doghouse for some other reason, and they're looking to move on? I I think he's in the doghouse. Um, I thought I had heard something about it being a personal matter, not injury-related, on Sunday. So, um, I'm not sure what he did to upset McVay that much, but... Sure wouldn't want to be him right now. Well, the the des- the out designation definitely hurt Bush. Um, he was scrambling for RBs uh, Sunday morning, as we talked about, uh, because Jonathan Taylor also went out. And um, that ended up, in the end, it, it, the running backs ended up making a big difference in this. Um, I, got, I got 12 points out of uh, Brian Robinson, who has uh, successfully returned from a a gunshot wound and carjacking and another 18 points out of Barkley and you know he got six and a half out of Robinson that that's a big difference and that was basically the difference in our matchup right there yeah that propelled you to win um big day from Tyreek put up almost 30 points Debo had a had a nice week at 16 um he had a big week from Bob Tunyon yeah yeah, 10 receptions, 90 yards. Yeah. Uh, One of the biggest things uh, to note, I thought, about James Robinson is that since week four, he has been far under projections. 2.9 points, 5.9 points, and 6.5 the last three weeks here. So um, his snap count is down, and he's losing a lot of work to ETN, and it's it's really hurting Bush's running back crew right now. Well, maybe those trade wins will start blowing again. It was a gusty day today. Now, on the other side, I do want to bring up Brandon Ayuk, who had 8 for 11 for 83 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that uh, that was a really nice performance. That's That ended up being a very good uh, deal for me so far, um, considering that Jamison Williams has not played a, a snap yet. Now, I did give up a 14th round keeper for next year in order to obtain Ayuk here, so... And he has been, you know, very streaky at best. But I'll take I'll take the points this week. Well, it gives you a win, keeps you in first. You are up four to two over Waddle Baby Waddle, who is three and three. So, you know, you're maintaining that lead, which is the important part. That is definitely the goal. And Badger Girl's holding in pretty strong. She's still at three and three on the season, so there's plenty of time for her to move on up and getting Williams later in the season here. That might be a catalyst to help thrust her towards the playoffs. All right, next matchup. As we move into, well, two teams going in very different directions. Uh, With more points, please, taking on the uh, top dog, Mrs. Sirius. Um, Coming into this week, Mrs. Sirius uh, had a four-week streak of being a top-scoring team, or, or being of be, being the top-scoring team in the league, and uh, she came fairly close again to being a top-scoring uh, team in the league, 
Uh, I believe she was second this time around. And uh, not really much to say here as uh, Josh Allen and uh, Awesome Eckler were right back in the thick of things. Big days out of Alec Pierce, Mark Andrews, Jalen Waddell. I mean, she just ran away with it again. Yeah, Ellen Lazard put up some big points. The full team, overall a very good performance. A couple of underperformers in Isaiah McKenzie. And uh, her defense only putting up four points. And Melvin Gordon, who got benched. Yeah, I don't even... I mean, I mean, benched. I mean, he had three carries on the day. Like, he didn't even have a chance to get going. Yeah, they sh- so, three carries and shut him right down. So, um, not sure what happened there. On the other side, Matthew Stafford again, putting in a solid 23 points. Well, and I think uh, something to note is that more points, please, did lose Carson Wentz for the next four weeks with a broken finger. And I believe Matt Stafford is on by this week. So he is currently quarterbackless. Well, that'll make for some uh, excitement in the claims, or hopefully those trade wins will get a blow in. Uh, well, you know, we'll see what happens there. Kareem Hunt, uh, man, I don't know what happened to Kareem Hunt this week. Uh, four carries, 12 yards, uh, 1.2 fantasy points. That is not helpful to anybody. The New England defense. They are good. We'll take a look at uh, yeah, we'll take a look at Nick Chubb also, who didn't put up great numbers this week. Now, one thing I do want to praise is more points pleases foresight in picking up Philip Lindsay. I have his projections down as zero on the week. Start him anyways. And totally overproduced, getting him 6.2. Way better than a zero. I think Bushzilla would have been thrilled to have picked up Philip Lindsay and played him. That's a fair point. I mean, he beat Zach Moss on the day. <laughs> <laughs> what did I hear today? Latavius Murray was RB23 on the week. And he had like seven carries for 68 yards. So RB is a complete wasteland right now. Because that was good enough to be an RB, too. Well, when you have bye weeks come in, I mean, we had a lot of big names that were out this week, and then you throw in the injuries as well. I mean, some of the big names that should have been playing, Connor, out. Jonathan Taylor, out. Jacobs, bye. Henry, bye. I'm not saying bye-bye. I'm there on bye. Yeah, so uh, a lot of good names that just weren't available this week, so that's what happens when you get into the bye of it. All right, well, congratulations on being 6-0, Mrs. Sirius. Excited to see what you do at quarterback this week. So moving along, next we have Waddle Baby Waddle versus Neek. Uh, this was the narrowest victory. Congrats to Neek pulling this one out. Very big weeks out of Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Juju Smith-Schuster, George Kittle finally showed up on the stat sheet. So very good, solid week. And on the other side, a solid week for Water Baby Water. It just wasn't enough. Picking up Trevor Lawrence, got 32 points, netted him 11 points over Geno, the Geno Smith pickup that we talked about. Jeff Wilson, ouch. I mean, I don't know. This is something to talk about in Survivor Pools. I, I'm, I don't have, wasn't in a Survivor Pool this year. But you got to watch out for those West Coast teams traveling the, to the East Coast and playing in the uh, the noon time slot there because they do not fare well. And I don't know what happened to San Francisco, whether it was jet lag, 
or they just walked in unprepared, but uh, got taken down by the Falcons. And Jeff Wilson, seven carries, 25 yards, lost a fumble. Uh, just not not a great stat line, only getting him in seven carries. Yeah, that was definitely a rough week for him. But uh, coming the other way, Brees Hall flies here to Green Bay and 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown, a couple of receptions for a few yards also. Um, he put up a heck of a week, so. You, you don't need to remind me. <laughs> but then you got the big performances out of uh, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. And Joku put in a solid week for a tight end. Nothing exciting, but it still was. Uh, Any time you can get above five points on a tight end, it's a good week. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, J.K. Dobbins had a knee injury. Uh, They said his knee tightened up on him. I do not think that is a good sign for him going forward. Uh, They may have to rest him a little bit. We'll see what happens. But a good victory for Neek. She moves into 4-2 and and, uh, keeps pace with Mrs. Sirius in that division. And uh, Waddle Baby Waddle gets to try again. And uh, both of us did pick Neek to win that one. See, I picked me to win. We both picked Mrs. Sirius to win. Okay, moving on. We're uh, we're doing okay. Yeah, we we both picked you. I picked me. You picked the doctor. So uh, you got one wrong so far. Otherwise, we've called the rest. Now moving on to this next game here. The team that scares me finally got a little bit scary, and he beat Cup of Tea, 178 to 130. We both had picked Cup of Tea on this one. We thought she was going to keep moving along. And now, to her credit, most efficient lineup. So good job setting your lineup and highest points in loss. So while she did lose, she lost to the highest score of the week. Taking that crown in week six from Mrs. Sirius was the team that scares me. You know, when you play against the team that scores the most points, it doesn't matter if you put up the lowest score or the second highest score, you're going to lose. Did John Madden just walk in here? Like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, if we have, uh, do we have one of those screens? Because I can highlight exactly where the hot dog vendor is and which ways he's going to walk up and down the aisles. <laughs> I literally watched him do that once. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> oh. So, the team that scares me did get a little scary this week because the uh, Bengals offense decided to show up. Wow, did they? And uh, they got a lot. He, he's he got a lot invested in the Bengals offense. Well, Bengals offense as well as Ramondre Stevenson. That combination really did help him out. Absolutely. And he also got a touchdown out of Irv Smith. Solid performance out of Godwin and Zeke. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you score 178 points, chances are you're going to win in fantasy football. And unfortunately for a cup of tea, the tight end wasteland didn't help her out. And even though that Bengals offense got going, um, Hurst was the one person they were forgetting to throw the ball to. He only had three targets while he did catch them all. Everything else went to Chase getting 10 targets, Boyd 6, Higgins 10, and Mixon 5. So they were spreading the ball around a lot, but nothing was going to the tight end. And tight ends are just overall awful this year. They're awful every year. Yeah, it feels like every year, though, it gets worse. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. I, I don't think it's terrible this year. Um, I know that there's not 12 good ones to start, but there's also more than three. It's true. 
Zach Ertz has been very serviceable. Dallas Goddard has been very serviceable. Higby, until this week, has been serviceable. Everett's been pretty serviceable. Other than Leak 1, Njoku's been serviceable. Yeah, so it, it's not a complete wasteland. It's just that when you get down to the 10th and 11th, when you you know when you don't have those top eight guys and you got you know nine to twelve and you're trying to figure out who to start, it gets dicey. You're you're flipping coins and taking gambles you don't want to take. Well, and again, bye weeks are starting, and you know some of the other good tight ends that are generally very consistent. Dalton Schultz has been injured, you know, so um, there's a lot of guys who just aren't even playing this week or this upcoming next week. So uh, definitely throws a few wrenches into some of the lineups. All right, TJ, let's get into the game of the week. So the game of the week this week, T-Dales versus Badger Girl, the matrimony matchup. And boy, I think they were both just trying to lose. They wanted to not upset the household. It was the lowest points in win. T-Dales took it 125 to Badger Girl's 87. Still a pretty convincing victory. Point margin-wise, yes, it, it was a good victory. Badger Girl was the least efficient manager, and she was also the most underachieving manager, having the lowest score versus her projections. And T. Dales, he did lose Marquise Brown for at least the next six weeks. Yeah, that's pro- yes, that's what uh, prompted the trade uh, for Robbie Anderson. I would imagine uh, the Cardinals are getting D. Hop back this week, but. What really hurt Badger Girl and why she was one of the the, mo- the least efficient manager was this two-touchdown game out of Mike Gesicki. I think, I think a little bit more than that, this game was the bench matchup of the week because on the other side, we had Chase Claypool putting up 23.4 points along with Badger Girl's Mike Gesicki putting up 25 points on her bench, so... We were just talking about sometimes you got to flip the coin in a tight end. And, uh, I mean, she had Goddard in, uh, who we said has been serviceable, but uh, two catches for 22 yards, putting up 4.2 points. But no one's starting Mike Kosicki over Dallas Goddard. That's just not that's not something not something I would be willing to risk. No, nah, he had a uh, good fantasy output week two, mostly because of a touchdown, only had four catches for 41 yards. Um, and you just cannot rely on his other weeks having one to two targets. So um, not enough production that you can really rely on on a weekly basis. But, man, you never want 25 points on your bench. I believe we both picked Badger Girl to win this matchup. We thought we Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones were going to have awesome weeks against the New York Jets. That did not happen. We may have We may have been drinking some green and gold Kool-Aid while we did that. The Kool-Aid was wrong. When we were just talking about Nick Chubb and um, Cleveland, Nick Chubb here, 12 carries, only 56 yards, caught one of two targets for only 14 yards, so really rough in her running back department. And then her wide receivers didn't really help much either. Deontay Johnson was underperforming in the week, and Myers only put up 10 points. And Mike Williams only put up 3.7, so um, you you know he's going to have his high weeks and his low weeks, but... That kind of underperformance is really going to help drive a loss. I mean, the the Chargers' offense was uh, not pretty last night. In fact, the only thing pretty about the Chargers was their kicker, who was basically kicking on one leg last night, which was by far one of the most, like, that was awesome to see. 
he would he every time he kicked a field goal, TJ, he fell down to his knees in pain. That is dedication. Like, and he kicked a game winner, four for four on his field goals. So it was it and one extra point. Yeah, the the first field goal and the extra. I I, I think he hurt himself on the extra point. Maybe not. I don't remember. But kudos to Dustin Hopkins for sticking in there and uh, playing hurt and getting the job done. Uh, you're gonna you, you've earned your you've you've earned your time off that you're gonna have uh, with this injury because I don't know if you're gonna be uh, back in there next week. I'm sure the Chargers are working out kickers as we speak. All right, so. Uh, I don't know if there's too much to talk about the division standings this week. Uh, there, all division leaders won. There wasn't a whole lot of movement, just a, uh, some movement between second and third place and two out of the three divisions. A little bit of fab dollar spent. Uh, we now have the star division. We have two players who have spent some of their money. No one in the Rodgers division has $100 any longer, so everybody has spent something there. And the Favre division... Uh, we still do have two people with 100 bucks left. I'm surprised Bushzilla did not spend up. He has all of his fab left to try to get some sort of a running back on the week. He's going to be dropping fab this week. I can feel it. Either that or maybe he's already uh, cashed in on the season. He's on a, a three-game slide right now. That is the Oof. largest losing streak currently. So hopefully some, some moves are made. Some changes are probably in store. Well... Speaking of changes, and let's get into this week. Who's on bye this week, TJ? All right, so on a bye this week, we have the Buffalo Bills, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles. So that's what, there, there's going to be some heavy-duty players out this week on bye. So let's get into the matchups. Starting off with more points, please, versus Neek. Currently, more points, please, is missing a quarterback, and he's got some issues in the running back room, so a lot of moves are going to have to be made. There's not a lot of options on his bench to just kind of flip in there. Hopkins should be back this week. That'll help him out. However, he mostly has wide receivers on his bench, not quarterbacks or running backs, so um, some sort of a, a trade or waiver moves will need to be made to help fill all those positions. Neek is not being hit too bad by the buy bug this week, so um, I'm going to have to give this one to Neek. Yes, I would agree with that. Until um, more points, please, is able to uh, get some RB1s, or at least start two RB2s. He's going to be struggling. Uh, you got... Man, this lineup is actually kind of loaded. When Keenan Allen gets healthy, this is going to be a scary lineup to face. With McCaffrey, Fournette... Metcalf, Kittle, Romeo Dobbs can have a big week here and there. Damian Harris is on her bench hurt. Keenan Allen hurt. This could be a pretty scary lineup if she gets healthy. So I'm going to pick Neek as well. All right, moving along next, we have Cup of Tea versus Badger Girl. Oof. Right now, Cup of Tea is projected 33 points. So she's got some uh, work to do this week as well. She's got a few Vikings and Rams in her lineup, so losing Cup, losing A.J. Brown, losing her defense and Henderson. And her quarterback. It is going to be a rough one this week for her. She's going to have to make a lot of moves to flip some things around. She may get Tua back. On the other side, Badger Girl, 
I don't want to project bounce back weeks for Rodgers and Aaron Jones at this point. We did that last week. It didn't work out so well. Uh, Nick Chubb should definitely have a bounce back week against Baltimore. Deontay Johnson, Jacoby Myers, she has Dallas Goddard on by. Devin Singletary on by. So some roster moves to be made here as well. And um, But with the current, the way the lineups currently sit, I am going to have to lean towards Badger Girl on this one. Yeah, I'm also going to have to pick Badger Girl on this one. Um, she's going to have a lot less moves she needs to make to fill up her roster. And without trades flying around, I, I think she's going to be able to take this one. Next up, we have TDLs versus the team that scares me. Dot, 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 sometimes. <laughs> so after a big week, a lot of times... A team's going to get a bit of a hangover from that and usually not put up quite as many points. Not a lot of buys are playing into this one. So currently projections are actually sitting pretty close. We're at uh, 130 to 139. TDLs did put up a, a pretty good showing last week and has been some of the past few weeks. So I, I think I'm actually going to, you know, I would much prefer him to lose though because he is my runner-up, my division i think he might take this one but i'm gonna have to go scary on this one i need scary to pull out a win (laughs) it's all about that bengal offense in this matchup and they get atlanta uh it looks like they're playing in the mercedes-benz dome where atlanta just put a, a whooping on the 49ers and the one thing about atlanta is that despite their young uh receiving weapons and kyle pitts and Drake London is they continue to run the ball with whether with their backs or Mariota. They are a control the clock team. They like to play defense and keep the other team off the field. And I think that's exactly what they're gonna do this week with the Bengals. The same thing they did the same thing they did last week with Jimmy G. And you know, Jeff Wilson only got seven carries. I think they're gonna be able to stifle this Bengal offense by keeping their game plan and I'm going to take TD Al's to win this one. Next, we have the Doctor versus Bushzilla. The Doctor versus the Bush. Well, hopefully the Doctor can fix this Achilles heel issue that Bush has going on. I think Bushzilla is going to get back Jonathan Taylor this week, so that should hopefully solve some of his running back woes. And he's got Debo going up against KC. That should probably be a little bit more of a shootout. Robert Tunyon should score some points, get some more targets with Randall Cobb being out. The Denver offense, he's got Jerry Judy here. No one knows what's going on with the Denver offense. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett's going to be out of a job pretty quick if you don't uh, figure that out. So this is gonna, this should be a fairly close matchup. I don't know. I went with the doctor last week. He didn't come through for me. But he gets Adams back this week. All right, I'm going to take the doctor. I'm going to take the doctor in this one as well. you got Herbert going up against Seattle, so hopefully he should be able to put up some points, turn things around. He has, he has not been putting up the kind of games that we expected from after last year. Kamara, though, he, he's been putting up points. Uh, that offense has really been flowing through him. Ken Walker has been doing very well. I think he's going to have, you know, getting Adams back, as you mentioned. The doctor will put up some good points this week. While Bush does have a few high-variance players, 
Tyreek and Debo can really put up a lot of points that may help propel him to a win. And if Lamar can get back to uh, some of his earlier performances, I don't think Bateman's going to be back this upcoming week, is he? I uh, I thought they were from what I was hearing there was a chance he was going to be able to play, but so maybe if he comes back and can help kind of open up the field a little bit more, that may help Jackson kind of bounce back a little bit here. So it, it may end up being a closer match than we're expecting, especially with the three game slide that we talked about. Bushzilla has experienced here lately. I don't think he's going to be turning around though this week. I think the doctor's going to take him. Moving along to our next matchup, we have Waddle Baby Waddle versus Mrs. Sirius. This is an interesting matchup this week. I am going to be looking forward to watching this one play out. Right now, Mrs. Sirius does not have a quarterback as both of her quarterbacks are on by. And her quarterback, Josh Allen, has been pretty prolific and been scoring a lot of points. I believe he's, I mean, I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say he's QB1 on a year, far above everybody else. So with him being out, this or him being on bye, this could be a bit of a tough matchup. But then you swing over to the other side of the matchup, and two of the players that have been carrying Waddle Baby Waddle have been Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, and those are Josh Allen's receivers. So... Both teams in this matchup are going to be out some heavy-duty firepower due to bye weeks. Waddle Baby Waddle should be getting DeAndre Swift back, so that should hopefully help him out. Um, he does have Brees Hall getting Olave back. That should help him out. Uh, Dotson possibly coming back. He does have a lot of heavy hitters still on his bench. While Eckler is still on Mrs. Sirius' side, he, he will be playing this week. He has been putting up a lot of points for her. Jacobs will be back on her side as well. I think the big thing to watch here is going to be what is Miss Sirius going to be doing in the QB department, and is she going to be able to overcome the loss of Josh Allen, who has, I mean, some of these weeks putting up 50 points, that really helped propel her to to some of the wins. So this may be the week that she'll finally get her first loss, and we'll see her come to 6-1. and one. I am betting against her. I am. I'm picking Waddle Baby Waddle to win this one. And that brings us to the game of the week. Always save the best for last. We have two division leaders facing off, both with matching 4-2 and two records. Pity City versus, is it snowing in Vermont? Anytime you and I play each other, TJ, it always gets a little bit amplified. And... It's going to be double amplified this week because this isn't even our match only matchup of the week. We face off in another league. On Matrix also? Yeah, we're playing each other in the Matrix. We are going to be texting like schoolgirls. <laughs> I hope I don't have a lot going on this weekend. I have a ton going on this weekend. Uh, you will not be texting me because I will be in church for my niece's confirmation at noon on Sunday. So you will be texting. I will not be replying. Silence your phone because uh, I plan to be a couch potato and I will be texting you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, going through this matchup, quarterback is Brady versus Sagino. That's pretty dead even. Um, Brady has been attending weddings and going on vacations in the middle of training camp and uh, skipping Saturday walkthroughs and 
I don't. I really don't think his heart is in it right now until he the divorce hearings. I, yeah, I I bet he's wishing he didn't come back this year. He had nothing else to do. What was he gonna do? Go play golf with Gronk in Florida? Looking deeper in this matchup, I got you at running back. I think. I'm not sure. I guess we'll see how it plays out on Sunday. I mean, Derrick Henry and Saquon have been very good all year, so um, I do have a bit of an uphill battle at running back. Currently, Tony Pollard is in, going up against Detroit. That could be that could be some big numbers for him. He could uh, be, that Pierce could be is, an explosive matchup for Tony Pollard. Yeah, and Pierce has been doing very well so far this year, so that might end up being closer than we're expecting. Unfortunately, wide receiver, I did lose Justin Jefferson this week to buy, so I still do have Pittman in there. Currently, Kirk is sitting up in my starting role. You know, both have been doing pretty well this week. Uh, a few down weeks here and there, but a little worried about the Giants matchup now after watching them last week with the Packers, and they uh, their defense is definitely very good. And I get uh, the Sun guy back um, going up against Dallas, though, so that could be a little bit iffy. Um, Brandon Ayuk is a roller coaster. Um, Zach Ertz versus Kyle Pitts at tight end. Uh, Zach Ertz has been very steady at tight end. Kyle Pitts has been, well, Kyle Pitts. Yep. And right now in the flex position, we have George Pickens versus Josh Reynolds and Brian Robinson versus Rondell Moore. Um, I need a defense. So I do currently have the projection over you by a slight margin, even though I have a zero for my defense. And uh, I will pick me to win. Well... There's still a few changes that I've been pondering on uh, tweaking and switching things around, so I don't think these lineups are going to stay the way that they're sitting right now. I understand why you have the opinion you do, though it is wrong. I will tell you the correct answer is that Pity City will be winning this matchup. Oh, I can't wait for Sunday. (laughs) So we're going to know on Sunday, though, who has won this matchup. Uh, it's kind of nice to wrap up your weekend and just kind of ha- know it's in the books and it's done and enjoy your win for me and, uh, you know, drink away your sorrows before the start of your Monday for you, Ray. Uh, I'll be drinking from the tears of victory. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the week six edition of the Mini Lombardi podcast. I'm Ray. And I'm TJ. Good luck in the upcoming week ahead. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>